This story is entitled, We Need to Make a Home. It's the second part of a two-part story on Dr. Salim Farag and his family. Read to you today by the author. But we cannot care for them all. You're right. But maybe we can care for a few. Dr. Salim Farag, his wife Grace, and their three daughters spent three and a half years as missionaries in the highlands of Papua New Guinea. And then for nearly 20 years, Dr. Farrig directed the Department of Health for the state of California. Then the phone rang. Dr. Farrig, the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists would like for you to move to Zimbabwe and serve as health director for the Trans-Africa Division. As you know, there's a terrible disease sweeping across the continent, and we're hoping your creative expertise can help slow it down. Seemed like everyone in the world was arguing about AIDS, disagreeing about what it was, how it was transmitted, how the disease could be attacked. Challenge to face the epidemic directly, Dr. Farrig accepted the new assignment and moved to the capital of Zimbabwe. AIDS, he believed, was a sexually transmitted disease that must be attacked through lifestyle choices rather than just condoms and drugs. Conduct, not condoms, he said. And the slogans began showing up on billboards all across Africa, printed on posters in convenience stores, preached from the pulpits of many denominations, and taught in classrooms by teachers of every grade level. The government of Zimbabwe saw the effectiveness of Dr. Farrig's approach and asked him to become the interdenominational AIDS director for Zimbabwe. That role included serving as the country's representative at the United Nations Conferences on AIDS. He was busy, too busy, his wife Grace says, but he loves doing things that are impossible. This time, impossible included AIDS orphans. There were children everywhere, all trying to find their way without parents. And Grace's heart reached out to every one of them. Though she and Salim were ready to retire and move back to the United States, they felt God calling them to one more service ministry. They listened and decided to open an orphanage in Zimbabwe. We need to make a home for children on about 25 acres, and it needs to be close to an Adventist school, Dr. Farrig decided. So he and Grace drove all over Zimbabwe and came home without finding the right place. Then one Sunday, Salim decided to see what he could find around the capital city of Harare. So he spent the entire day driving, asking advice, looking in every possible location. By sundown, he decided to give up and drive home. On the way, he noticed an area of empty ground on Amalinda Road. So he slowed down and noticed that there was a man guarding the land. wonder what he's guarding, Salim thought. The land is empty. What are you guarding here? Salim asked. Oh, this land belongs to the crest breeders, he answered. They're chicken farmers, and I'm guarding their land. Well, you have a lot of land here, 
Selim continued the conversation. You think these people would be willing to give some land for an orphanage? The guard thought for a moment and then said, If you ask Mr. James, he might be willing to work with you on that. Let me give you his phone number. Be sure to call before 7.30 in the morning. Mr. James gets real busy after that. So Salim drove home with his heart full of hope. God had guided and protected us in every project we've ever done with him. If he wants this orphanage to happen, all will go well. Salim called at 7.30 exactly. I'd like to make an appointment to talk with you about a very important issue. What issue? Mr. James responded. Tell me on the phone. So Dr. Farrig prayed to the Lord and made his request to Mr. James. You had some land close to a school. I'd like to have that land so I can start an orphanage on it. The phone went very silent. And then Mr. James spoke. Well, that's not really a problem. Could you meet me at the site tomorrow morning at 7.30? How much land do you want? Uh, 25 acres would do. I think that may be okay. The next morning they walked the land together. And before evening, Dr. Farrig had a signed letter granting him 25 acres for the New Start Children's Home. Oh, by the way, when they got to the land, there was no guard at the property. Friends from Germany, America, Africa helped build the buildings, but there were no desks, beds, blankets, dishes, kettles, cutlery, and a hundred other essentials. So the Farrigs prayed for God to once again do the impossible. And the phone rang. I've got a 40-foot big freight container waiting for you down here at the docks. Please come get it right away. Well, neither Salim nor Grace knew anything about a container, but they dashed to the dock to see what God had brought them. When they unlocked the container's steel doors, they found beds, mattresses, sheets, towels, blankets, desks, and everything else on their must-have list. And there was no from address on the container. Angels again, Grace says. That was 1997. Twenty-five years later, more than 170 children have called Grace and Salim mom and dad. And 70 fill the New Start Children's Home today. One day we received a call from social services asking us to take responsibility for nine orphan children, Grace remembers. We knew we couldn't handle all of them, but we agreed, yeah, we might be able to take three. We went to the hospital, chose three, and then I noticed one other small boy in a corner. He was a year and a half old, lying alone on a wire thing with a blanket. His legs and arms weren't normal, and he was utterly dejected. Grace picked him up to give him a hug. But he clung to her so tightly that she couldn't pull him loose. Hey, you don't want him, the doctor said. He's sick, never walked, doesn't have a brain, and won't be able to do anything ever. Put him back. Grace named him Elisha. Took him home, where she and Salim filled him with love. 
Every morning, Selim took care of Elisha's needs. He made a special brace to fit his legs, held him up to stand, helped him stumble forward, and cheered when Elisha finally walked all by himself. Elisha is now 17, a musician on scholarship at school. Well, I got one more story for you today. When Shepard arrived, his umbilical cord was still attached. He was that much of a baby. He had been found in a toilet on a train. He had never opened his eyes. Grace pulled him close, named him Shepard, and fed him every 15 minutes from a medicine dropper. For days, he didn't make a sound. Then one night, Shepard made a small noise. I jumped out of bed like a rocket, says Grace, shouting that Shepard had made a noise. Shepard had made a noise. Well, Shepard is nine years old now, a healthy young man who is, by the way, a very good singer and a bright student. Remember, both Selim and Grace say, each of these children has been brought to us for a reason. God has a plan for each of them. And we just pray that we will make the very best home for them, just as God has called us to do. <laughs>